welcome to the Daily Reprieve, where we provide essays, speaker meetings, workshops, and conferences in podcast format. We are an ad-free podcast. If you enjoy listening, please help us be self-supporting by going to donate.thedailyreprieve.com and drop a dollar or two into the virtual basket. Please consider donating monthly by clicking the Donate Monthly button. However, one-time donations are always welcome. Just click the Donate Now button. Now, without further ado, this episode of The Daily Reprieve. Uh, okay, gentlemen, we're about ready to start on step 10. We have a, a couple questions from the Ask It Basket. What does life on life's terms mean to you? Good question. Um, pardon me? What does life on life's terms mean to you? We'll uh, think about that. Uh, step two, what is your experience through the years with prayer? And, or step 11, and can you share your experience through the years with step 11? You bet. We're going to spend some time on step 11, and we'll deal with it then. Step two in Roman numerals. Step two in Ro- Roman numerals. <laughs> but then it's talking about prayer. So, yeah, and there yeah, is yeah. no prayer in step two. Okay. There you go. Just trying to cover your tracks. Thank you. I'm a little dense, you know. <laughs> All right. So this is brief. We're just going to do five minutes piece on this yeah. one, right? Okay. So step two. Um, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Uh, just going to spend just a few minutes on this step, really. Um, the, the, the first thing... Uh, is really realizing, obviously, restoration of sanity is that at some level, I my own experience has been that um, I realized that I was insane, I was nuts, and um, kind of with Robert's experience, I first saw that real clearly with drugs and alcohol. That was really pretty clear. Um, and then it was really, you know, after the admission of the first step, not that unclear to me how nuts I was with lust and with sex. You know, stealing it, the time involved, the danger that I was putting myself and others in, the list could have kept going on and on and on. I was clearly nuts, not sane, no soundness of mind there. And... In in the second step, in that admission of realizing, okay, I'm, I'm a bit nuts, and, and then real, and then acknowledging that there is a power greater than myself that can restore me to sanity. And in the big book, it says, you know, are you at least willing to believe that there is a power greater than yourself that can restore you to sanity? Pretty simple, straightforward question. Um, and and again and and to keep it recent and for today you know what does this look like in my life today and I found that especially in this fellowship that's what I've got to do is is to say a day at a time every day you know I I look at myself in the, in the morning in the mirror and I say I believe that 
God can restore me to sanity. He already has in a lot of senses, and I believe that He continue, He will continue to uh, give me um, a fuller, deeper understanding of sanity a day at a time on this program. Uh, and uh, there is, on page 53, it's the only thing I'm going to talk about from the big book in relation to step two. Uh, there is good stuff in it other than this. But uh, just call it a little second step proposition, if you will. Um, uh, when we became sexaholics, crushed, uh, page 53, uh, second full paragraph. When we became sexaholics, crushed by a self-imposed crisis, we could not postpone or evade. We had to fearlessly face the proposition that God is everything or else he is nothing. God either is or he isn't. What was our choice to be? And really, and that, that's really, that was presented to me really in the faces and the lives of, of the members in the program that I saw when coming in, when first being introduced to the program was I was seeing these guys that obviously had an answer, were living in the solution, had some relief and had a recovery and now therefore to me what it is is you know how can I demonstrate the reality that, that, that God is everything and that he's got to be in my life in order for me to maintain my spiritual condition a day at a time I have a spiritual reprieve based on the uh, you know condition on the maintenance of my spiritual condition Therefore, God has got to be everything in my life. So how do I demonstrate that? And um, that really is a demonstration of the higher power's power. And uh, from the second step on, as we were discussing earlier, um, it's, it's God. God is, God is the Word. It's no longer higher power. And so they kind of easy into this idea because, you know, some would, of course, be completely revolted at the idea of God when first coming in. Um, let's see. Got a minute to spare. It's really, it's really pretty straightforward. And um, take it away, Robert. Go into the twelve and twelve later. Okay. Um, I'm trying to keep on track here. We've timed out every step. I have to see. So. Are you nuts? If you ain't nuts, how are you going to get this step? How are you going to be restored to sanity if you ain't crazy? <laughs> know what I mean? I mean, it's like, you got to be nuts to get this program. And we came, we came to, we came to believe. And a sponsor, priests and ministers and clergy and it's always a challenge for me to uh, sit down across from these God-centered men, and you know who can run the rings around me, quoting scripture, and I mean they're in the God business, right? And if your God's working so well, what are you sitting on my sofa for? You know I don't mean that mean, but you know it's like 
if your God's working so well, why are you here? And I get into a long talk about where this program came from, but this is a program of spiritual action. And what I suggest to people is that, okay, with recognized powerlessness, that my body is, seems to be different from people that are not sexaholic, that once I start pumping the drug, you know, it sets off a chain reaction of craving where I want more. I mean, you know, I get the first look, my first instinct is, let's have another. <laughs> you know, let's make it longer. Let's make it better. And unmanageability, powerlessness and unmanageability. So what's the solution? What's the answer? Well, if the problem is powerlessness, the solution is power. You know, and how do I get in touch with a power that is big enough to, you know, counteract the powerlessness that I have? Well, the answer is God. And, uh, so, what I tell guys is, look, I don't know what your relationship to God is or your understanding of God, but what you ought to do is just take it and realize that God is bigger than whatever it is that you think about. Just take God and set it up on a shelf and just recognize that as we go through the steps, you know, we're going to get to step 12 where it says, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps. It's not like, I have a spiritual experience. I think I'll work the steps. <laughs> work the steps and you will have a spiritual experience. You know, having had a spiritual experience as the result of working these steps, work each and every step to the absolute best of your ability, and the outcome's guaranteed. Happy, joyous, and free. Long-term contented sobriety. You'll like it. <laughs> and step two is nothing more than one sexaholic telling another sexaholic I used to be like you my life was in the toilet it was unmanageable I was powerless I had all these problems and today it's better I went to meetings I got a sponsor I worked these steps and I stopped acting out that's step two coming to believe that if I take the actions of this program, that if I abandon myself to the process of these steps, that I'll have a good outcome. That's it. That's step two. Many of us learn to depend on a variety of behaviors to help us cope with or run from the unpleasant realities of life long before we learn to depend on lust and other drugs for the same reason. Uh, these are just my own notes. Uh, step two is a suggestion by other recovering sexaholics that this is how we did it. That's step two. Came to believe that there was hope for them and that there is hope for us if we come to believe that the source of power we need in our recovery lies outside of ourselves. If it was up to me, I'd have already done it. If I could do it, I wouldn't be here. I guarantee you, I'd show up as missing. You would never see me again. The actual demonstration that 
this works for anyone who will follow its path should be the greatest impetus for coming to believe. You know, it also says here, and it may be page 30 in your 12 and 12, but the paragraph begins, now we come to another kind of problem. Anybody see that? Now we come to another kind of problem. 29, okay, and then turn the page to 30. And it says, somewhere in there, the God of intellect displaced the God of our fathers. But again, John Barleycorn or Kid Lust had other ideas. We who had won so handsomely in a walk turned into all-time losers. We saw that we had to reconsider or die. Wait a minute. We saw that we had to reconsider or die. Seems to me that you know our literature says find God or die. You think? Find God or die. We found many in SA who once thought as we did. They helped us get down to our right size. By their example, they showed us that humility and intellect could be compatible provided we place humility first. What is humility? Perspective. Perspective. Here in the 12 and 12, later on in step 7, it's going to define humility as a sincere desire to seek and do the will of God. Humility is a desire to seek and do the will of God. They helped us get down to our right size. By their example, they showed us that humility, a desire to seek and do the will of God, and intellect could be compatible provided that we place humility first. When we began to do that, we received the gift of faith, a faith that works. This faith is for you too. Um, yeah, you, you start. One other thing, and uh, I'll kind of shut up. Uh, you know, in a couple of paragraphs further, it says, as psychiatrists have often observed, everybody see that? With page 31? As psychiatrists have often observed, defiance is the outstanding characteristic of many a sexaholic. So it's not strange that lots of us have had our day at defying God himself. Sometimes it's because God had not delivered us the good things of life, which we specified as a greedy child makes, as a greedy child makes an impossible list for Santa Claus. See, that's my problem. I kept getting God and Santa Claus mixed up. You know, I'll do this and you'll give me that. And if you'll get my butt out of this jam, you know, I'll go to church every Sunday for the next. Yeah, God ain't no horse trader. He don't need my horses. You know, we move on there, and uh, more more often though, we had met up with some major calamity, and to our way of thinking, lost out because God deserted us. The girl we wanted to marry had other notions. We prayed God should change her mind, which he didn't. We prayed for healthy children and were presented with sick ones, or none at all. We prayed for promotions at business and none came. Loved ones upon we, whom we heartily depended were taken from us by so-called acts of God. And then we became sexaholics and asked God to stop that. 
but nothing happened. This was the unkindest cut of all. Damn this fate business, we said. When we encountered S.A., the fallacy of our defiance was revealed. At no time had we asked what God's will was for us. Instead, we'd been telling him what it ought to be. No man we saw could believe in God and defy him too. Belief meant reliance, not defiance. In S.A., we saw that the fruits of this belief, men and women spared from lust's final catastrophe, we saw them meet and transcend their other pains and trials. We saw them calmly accept impossible situations, seeking neither to run nor to recriminate. This was not only faith, it was faith that worked under all conditions. We soon concluded that whatever price in humility we must pay, we would pay. What we come to see is the evidence that the program works for those who believe in it. Step two is not suggesting that we come to believe anything more than that. All right, very good. How do you do your reset there? It's a secret. I get all the time and you get it. <laughs> How much we got on this next one? Ten okay. Would you just say what we come to believe is the program works? works. I would like to thank you for listening to this episode of The Daily Reprieve, the best source for experience, strength, and hope for SA members. Please subscribe to this podcast to be alerted of new episodes. Please show your support by donating to The Daily Reprieve by going to donate.thedailyreprieve.com and choosing either monthly donations or a one-time donation by clicking Donate Now. Thank you for listening, and stay tuned for the next episode of The Daily Reprieve.